Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I was expecting you to have more of a beard. Because I've seen pictures where you have a... I'm going to use the word majestic. Thank you. Beard. Thank you so much. And I would say, you know, like... If I had the capacity to grow a beard, I would grow a beard like the beard that you have grown. I mean, I'm, I'm a beard supremacist for men, but it's like permanent contouring. So I don't having, know how to contour. You don't need to because you, oh. you're all angles. You're all, you've got it already. <laughs> you have the face that women are trying to paint on their own face. Wow. Well, you know what? I would cover it all in fur in a second. I mean, it's I great. I, I'm, I love having my beard. Yeah. Well, um, we are, of course, not here to talk about my apparently fabulous face, which mm-hmm. I didn't realize, or your uh, slightly hairy face. We mm-hmm, are here mm-hmm. to talk about something else. Is it, is it cats? <gasps> Shane O'Neill, let's talk about cats. Cats. Let's talk about cats. It's another episode of Let's Talk About Cats. I'm noted cat lady Mary Philip Sandy. My cat is Grendel, and I'm here with Shane O'Neill, a.k.a. Shane Shane. Hi. It was funny looking up your bio. So many words used to describe you. Here are some of those words. You are a performer, a writer, a comedian, a musician, a video maker. You host a monthly comedy variety show called Tonight's Special with Shane Shane. Um, And most importantly... You have a cat named Wanda. I have the most beautiful cat you've ever seen in the world. Her everyone name is Wanda. who sits here says that. Everyone who sits, but yeah. you know what? Everyone who sits here is correct. Metaphysically, that's true. But I mean, I'm talking. She's pretty gorgeous. I I have seen pictures, and she is pretty gorgeous. So we always like to get started by getting to know our guest's cat. Mm-hmm. We don't want to put too much pressure on you, although I know you have an improv background. Mm-hmm. Um, Tell us about Wanda. Give us her five-word memoir, Wanda in Five Words. I mean, first of all, I would just say saying uh, improv background. I know you didn't mean it this way, but that's shade. You know that's a rude thing to say to someone. I'm not proud of that. You're on the How UCB website. You? Yeah, that's true. I have no... <laughs> um, five words for Wanda. Katrina Rescue. Gorgeous, perfect companion. Wow. Okay, so there's going to be a lot to talk about later in the show when mm-hmm. we get into, into Wanda's story. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a teaser if I have ever heard one. It is time for our cat quiz today. How much do you know about parties, clubs, and creatures of the night, by which I mean cats? They are nocturnal. Shane, Mm -hmm. you know the deal. There's no time limit. You just got to answer. I'm ready. Okay. Question one. Before he was a Studio 54 regular, which artist lived with his mom and 25 cats, all of them named Sam? Andy Warhol lived with his mother for a long time. So the answer is? Andy Warhol? It was Andy Warhol. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Number two. This Jamaican-American glamour puss was a fixture of the disco-era party scene, and she once said, I've always thought maybe I was a cat. They'd say, your nose doesn't match your eyes, your eyes don't match your lips, where the hell do you come from, what are you? So I figured I must have been some kind of cat. Who said it? That is Grace Jones, obviously. That is Grace Jones. By the way, side note, Grace Jones did a Times talk. The interviewer was like, 
what do you chalk up to you being androgynous? And Grace Jones just said, my enormous clitoris. Oh my God, I love her. Number three, the infamous Kit Kat Club, or maybe it's Kit Kat Club in Berlin, which offers pounding music and actual pounding, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Yes, ma'am. Takes its name from which American musical? Cabaret. Oh, this was too easy for you. All right, the, all right. The bartenders at the Kit Kat Club, the last time I was in Berlin, um, they were all not wearing pants. Shirts, no pants. That's, Porky pigging. It feels like that would be very breezy. <laughs> um, okay, number four. This one's a journey. Mm-hmm. Come along with me. I'm coming. The venue at 76 East 13th Street here in New York City has had many lives. Mm-hmm. During the 70s and 80s, it was the Cat Club, a destination for punk, new wave, and metal types. By 2000, it was Spa, complete with bouncers, bottle service, and big-name DJs. Thank you, Rudy Giuliani. And then it became plaid with more of the same, plus Mark Ronson. Now, (laughs) the location is Project Farmhouse, operated by what organization that also runs the nearby Union Square Green Market? Oh, girl, you've stumped me. I have no idea. Um, the Bloomberg Foundation for Sustainability in New York City. No, it's called Grow NYC. Grow they run NYC. the green markets. And you know what? Farming is kind of punk rock, if oh, you yeah, think about very it. Very much so. Final yeah. question. Oh, God. In 2015, the world's first cat nightclub opened, <gasps> featuring music at a cat-friendly volume and 120 <laughs> resident cats. 120? Yes. According to a manager, this is a quote, will also be matching cats to music. The sleek, detailed Siamese goes perfectly with techno, <laughs> though wouldn't necessarily work with vocal house. I mean, duh. Yeah, of course. In which Asian city can you find this heaven on earth? My first impulse is to say Tokyo, but maybe you're throwing me a curveball, so I'm just going to say Singapore. Well, you should have gone with your first oh. impulse. It was Tokyo. And in fact, the name of the club is Neko, which is Japanese word for cat, which is why I couldn't say the name of the club. It G- would have been a giveaway. G-D it. G-D it. Malcolm but, Gladwell is right. Yes. First impulse. First impulse, impulse always. But you still got three right. All right. So you win the, uh, the prize <gasps> what is it? What is it? for what is today's. It? Here, you're going to do a bit of acting no, for me, Shane, girl. right now. You are going to pretend that this is not a photocopy. This is really great. This the real is thing is on its way. And a I will vintage get it to you. flyer for the Cat Club, the club that we yes. mentioned that has now become Green Space. It's a vintage flyer for it. This is just a reproduction of it with a beautiful, what do you call that, elongated fonts and a woman who bears not a, a passing resemblance to Kate Bush wailing on a saxophone. Yes. It's a beautiful flyer. Tell me this. Is that a club you would go to? Of course. Yes. Just of the name alone, the young cat lady. Club. Please. Of course. Oh, please. All right, so it's time for a new segment that we've been trying out on the show. So exciting. Um, And this is something that I've been thinking about, because, you know, there are a lot of people out there that I want to talk about on the show, and then I realize, gosh, they don't have a cat. Mm -hmm. And so I have this list of people who Mm -hmm. I am just... There's a word for the feeling that I have when there's someone who I think they should have a cat, but they I've realized that they don't, and I'm sure there's a German... Maybe the folks at the Kit Kat Club in Berlin know the German word for this. Yeah. But so the segment is called, Hey, You Need a Cat. Hey, You Need a Cat. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking to Sandra Bernhard, mm-hmm. who I'm sure listens to this show. I can't imagine she doesn't. Sandra has, in fact, a dog mm-hmm. named George. Uh, she does not have any cats. But I want to give you the strongest piece of evidence that I have found for Sandra being someone who should have a cat. Mm-hmm. This was a recent interview that she gave in December. It was, what was the first time someone thought you were funny? She gave this amazing answer. Well, I just thought I was funny. I didn't really need anyone to tell me. Now, if that doesn't sound like a cat person, I don't know what does. Mm. 
So, Shane, do you agree with me that Sandra Bernhard should have a cat? Well, I agree with you insofar as the only restriction I see on having a cat is your ability to take care of it or your allergies. Right. So I guess I don't know her allergy background. True. Apart from that, the woman is capable of taking care of a cat. And clearly. therefore, get a cat. Yes. Um, as far as her personality goes, I mean, she is clearly feline. Are you familiar with comedian Julie Klausner? Am I ever? Obviously. You know, on, the la- on her last podcast, she went through the, like, everyone on SNL and said whether they were a cat or a dog. Yes. Great. I mean, Sandra Bernhardt, could she be anything besides a cat? Even if we opened up the species to all, I mean, she's a cat. She's yes. a feline creature. Yes. She got her start in claws. She got her start as a manicurist in Los Angeles. You know, she prowls the stage. She's a uh, kittenish and you know lithe and feminine and can destroy you like what else is there and like don't get me wrong i think the cat dog thing is in some ways a false binary Mm -hmm. i just happen to think cats are better yes um but like come on get a get a cat sandra get a cat and i will say this her dog george who she puts pictures of on instagram Mm -hmm. george is very cute adorable but i think george would be even cuter with a cat next to him i mean a cat on top a cat tormenting him think about the opportunities for instagram engagement sandra That's a great set of practical advice. You know what? I don't mean to get too personal, but she's not exactly a a new empty nester, but her daughter hasn't been out of the house for that long. Right. You know, that can be kind of a hard thing. Yes. Don't you want someone who's going to be hanging around your house just someone to fill the void a little bit. You know what? This this really rings a bell because I remember I had a boss at the diner I worked at when I lived in Wisconsin who right after I'd gotten my cat, she just said, "They really fill the hole, don't they?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly what cats do." Sandra, we all have holes in our heart. I yes. know that she's yes. torn apart by the current political situation. Yeah. Oh, uh, Fill the uh, yes, Fill yes, the hole. yes, yes. And I think she's always she's always been very upfront about her emotional state. Absolutely. And a cat is someone is something, someone, something who could respond to that in real time. Uh, and a cat is a great audience also. Mm-hmm. She could try out material on a cat. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing about Sandra. Sandra, if you're listening, I love this about you. She's never confined herself to just one thing, right? She's worked across so many different genres and forms. Uh, and again, cats, I think, really relate to that. They're not going to box themselves in. She goes where she wants to go. She does what she wants to do. I respect that so much. Absolutely. And demanding uh Demanding affection, not asking for it. Right. Yes. Yes. Sandra, I I don't know. I really hope you're taking notes right now. Um, (laughs) So without divulging anything that you shouldn't, Mm -hmm. I know you have some insider information regarding Sandra's dog walker. Here's the situation. Please tell me. My roommate is a lovely gentleman. Yes. Uh, Their name is Paris, and they're a dog walker. Okay. Um, I'd purchased um, Sandra Bernhardt's first album. Sure. But he had been listening to it over and over again as a voice memo. And one day while he was walking a dog professionally, he's a dog walker, he saw Sandra Bernhard walking her own dog <gasps> while he was listening to it. And he was just like, oh, my God, this is this is kismet. This is such a sign. So because then they knew what Sandra's dog looked like, then they would start to see Sandra's dog walker in the same neighborhood. And so Paris has struck up a, a friendship with um, with George's dog walker, um, who, you know, Paris tells me is a really lovely person. Um, that said, I'm not going to lie. My friend Paris is hoping for the worst. He's hoping that uh, this dog walker quits or loses their job so that Paris can horn in and become that right. dog walker. Let's right. be honest. Well, I understand. I mean, dog walking can be a cutthroat business here in New York. But you know what? I got to say, 
Um, once again, we're talking about false binaries, cats, dogs. I'm sorry. I know it's fun. And obviously, I'm on the cat side if there were such a binary. But one of the things I love about Sandra Bernhard, that woman still refuses to categorize her sexuality. She refuses to call herself a lesbian, bisexual, straight, pansexual. That was one of my favorite things on the Mark Maron interview. He said, how do you define your sexuality? And she just said, I don't. Yes. She has no responsibility to anyone else to do so. And so with that in mind, don't lean on the, oh, I already have a dog. I'm a dog person. You don't have to be anything to anyone. Get a cat, too. I like this. I, uh, binaries in general tend to bother me, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think you are on the right track with that. So, Sandra, listen, you have led an amazing, inspiring life, and you could continue to do that, but with a cat, <laughs> and be even more inspiring. Hundo P. All right. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. So it is now time for the best part of the show. Mm. They're all the best parts of the Mm. show. Let's talk about your cat. How did you and Wanda meet? I grew up with a dog. My sister's allergic to cats. Mm -hmm. Um, And we had this cat named Booger when I was 21. I was living in this apartment that wasn't quite... It wasn't quite a squat because we were paying rent on it, but it was... I love that. It wasn't quite a squat. I mean, it was dark. So, you know, we were paying rent and we had a lease, but the landlords were very negligent. I think I was paying like $150 in rent because there were like 12 people living. It was one of those situations where things were falling apart, including our back door, which uh, could not close. Someone who'd moved into the apartment who had brought a cat named Booger, who was this poor cat, was uh, an unneutered female cat named Booger, which I I had never had any experience with cats, period, or unneutered cats. But, I mean, like, an experiential process where I was like, you monster, you have to neuter your cats. This is did cruel. Ki- did kittens ensue? No. no okay. ki- miraculously, okay. no kittens ensued. But she would go into heat every month. Oh, no. And it was just like, I mean, she would be in just, like, utter pain. The other part that was such a, <laughs> a bummer was that Mr. Moto was another cat who had moved in who was fixed. And Moto was a sweet cat, but she would go into heat, and he would, like, try to hump her perpendicularly. Oh, and no. he would just try his best, and she was – anyway, Booger was the first cat that I truly fell in love with. Um, but then she kept getting out because their back door wouldn't close, couldn't close. And the last time we saw her, she showed up, and her fur had been dyed pink in part of it. And she just came and ate and then just, like, immediately ran out of the house. And I was like, we have a crust punk runaway kitten. Booger. But anyway, that was like what awoken me to how wonderful it was to have a cat. So when I moved out of that place, the next apartment I got, me and my roommate were like, we're going to get some cats. Shortly after Hurricane Katrina, we just went on Craigslist and saw an ad of a woman 
in I was living in Madison, Wisconsin. She lived on a farm somewhere in Wisconsin, and she said, "I have I can't remember a dozen re- uh, rescued kittens from Hurricane Katrina that just came up on a bus and f- free <laughs> by themselves." I just imagine them strapped <laughs> in their little their little satchels over their shoulders, yep, like their bindles and their yeah. Uh, yep. Mm-hmm. They'd all been spanging the whole way up. Yep. They were in this um, you know a tin ca- tin pan alley, uh, <laughs> you know street uh, musician situation. No, so like a, a dozen of them. And also I remember when I read the ad, I was like, you know, that's great. And I love Wanda and I love kittens, but I was like, would have been cool if there had been some people on that bus too. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably also needed to get out of New Orleans. Anyway, that's beside the point. They were Katrina rescues. So we drove out and there were a dozen kittens and the woman just said like, hang out with them, see which one speaks to you. And I locked eyes with Wanda, this tiny little furball kitty. And I said out loud, that is the most beautiful kitten I've ever seen in my life. And another cat uh, who ended up being named Gus ran up to my roommate Grace crawled and crawled up her leg. This little kitten just crawled directly up her pant leg. And she was like, well, this one's obviously mine. And I said, this one's obviously mine. And that's how I got Wanda. Wow. And um, the name, where did the name Wanda come from? Wanda Jackson. Wanda Jackson. Yeah, the rockabilly yes, singer. Yes, of course. So so it's the three of you in your house? Uh, it's Wanda, my roommate Paris, and my boyfriend Dusty. Oh, your boyfriend Dusty, mm-hmm. right. Okay, that's right. Now I wanted to ask you about this because I have heard sources tell me mm. that you and Dusty have a really beautiful love story. Oh, yeah. Uh, did Wanda play a role in that? Did Dusty love you for you or for your cat? Definitely not for my cat. That's oh. for That is for sure. I had just decided to move to New York. Like I had just like had this uh, sort of like epiphany moment where I was like, oh, if all the problems I was saying to myself, if someone else were saying them to me, I would tell this person to move to New York City. Because I was like, I've always wanted to live in New York. And I'm really happy, but I don't know. Maybe I should try living in New York. And I feel like I'm getting older. And like if someone else had said that to me, I'd be like, well, just give it a try. I blew myself away. I was like, oh, my God. Maybe I should do that. So I'd already <laughs> decided to move to New York. And then – very conveniently, I was camping in Tennessee with this gathering of like queer people in rural Tennessee, and Dusty and I met by the campfire, and we just hit it off very immediately. And then he was from New York, and I was like, I think I'm moving to New York. Maybe I could stay with you for a couple weeks. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, I moved in with him four months later, almost to the day. And you've been together ever since? Yes, ma'am. Wow. I said, I will stay with you for three weeks until I find my own place. And um, and I never left. Wow. But the way Wanda figured into this, I had left Wanda in Wisconsin when I came to New York because Dusty didn't like cats. And it sounds like a scam at this point, but like I, I really wasn't planning on staying there. I was planning on just getting my own place. So I had left Wanda in the care of my roommate, Jewel, a wonderful woman. Hi, Jewel. If you're listening, thank you for taking care of Wanda for me. So I had left her there until I had found a place, but I had maybe stayed, I can't remember how long I ended up staying there, maybe a month, but I had gone out of town, and when I came back, Dusty had moved a lot of stuff around and left a note that was like, if you wanted to move in, you could just move in. Um, And I was like, I want to move in, which was very reckless, but ended up being a great decision. Um, But anyway, it was a big deal, because Dusty didn't like cats, never cared for cats, never lived with cats, and agreed to give Wanda a chance. And I will never forget the first time that I heard, he didn't know that he didn't hear me come in. He didn't know that I was home, and I heard him talking to Wanda for the first time in like a nice way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a real, it was a real moment for our relationship. So she she won him over for you. Oh yeah, very much so. I don't know, you know, I don't know how much she's won him over in terms of cats, um, in general. But she like did the, um, I don't know, what are those movies like Life with Mikey or 
a Christmas story where it's like the man with the heart, the cold heart, the one little orphan really <laughs> won him over in the end. You know, I don't know if Dusty's really a cat lover, but he's really come around on Wanda. And it's like, I got to say, it's been one of my favorite things about our relationship is watching him get more tender towards her. So they have a good relationship they have now. a great relationship now. That's wonderful. Yeah. And so how long have you two been together? Dusty and I have been together for seven and a half years. And Wanda and I have been together for 13 years. Wow. If that doesn't tell you that love is real, I don't know what does. Girl, I'm telling you. That is amazing. I'm telling you. Now, is Wanda herself a performer? If she had a one-cat show, what would it be like? Oh, that is such a good question. Wanda is, I mean, Wanda is a performer, but you know what I guess it would be? Um, you know the performance artist Vaginal Davis? Of course. So Vaginal Davis, her last show that she did in San Francisco was just like one-on-one, where you just had to go in right, one, one person at a time. time and yes. you, I think she made everyone take off their clothes. Yes, too. I think it was naked. Um, so I don't think Wanda would care whether you're naked or not, but I think Wanda would be like a one-at-a-time type of thing. Mm. She gives so much love to people, and she loves people, but crowds kind of freak her out. Ah. So I don't think she would, you know, it wouldn't be like a night at Joe's Pub with Wanda. It would be like a closet at the new museum, and one by one, people would come in and have really intense one-on-one experiences with her. Very conceptual. Mm-hmm. I think I think that would actually get rave reviews, probably. Oh, I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would. Um, speaking of Joe's Pub, you, uh, you wrote a musical mm-hmm. uh, in which you play a character named Jane Johnson. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. It's the, uh, what is Stay it? Stay-at-home Stay shopper network. Stay-at-home shopper network. Competitor right. of the home shopping network. Correct. And QVC. And coming up in April, am I correct in saying that there's a Jane Johnson convention you at Joe's Pub? You are absolutely correct. April 10th at Joe's Pub is the first ever Jane Johnson convention. My question to you, does Jane sell cat products? Of course Jane sells cat products. Jane is a cat lady. Excellent. Uh, the thing about Jane, woman from Mishapakwanikumawak, Wisconsin, um, you talk about someone with a big heart. I mean, there's just not much that she dislikes if it's cute and adorable. I mean, cats, I think, are more up to her speed in terms of, you know, devotion and um, athleticism. But, you know, she likes dogs, too. If Wanda were to guest, mm-hmm. what would she sell? On the network. So one of the things that Jane Johnson sells with her best friend Pam Weldon, played by my partner Jill Pongalo, shout out to Jill, is a charm facelet, which is the concept of a charm bracelet but adapted for your face. Wow. Head, I love it. It's a great – I got to say, Jane Johnson knocked it out of the park with this one. So it's like an elastic headband with interchangeable charms that you put on and off. You know, people would actually buy that. Well, we've had some offers. <laughs> there will be merch for sale at Jane jo- the Jane Johnson Convention. Uh, on April 10th, I, wow, 2019. I could see that actually taking off. But the other thing I learned this organically is that if you're wearing a charm facelet in your house, your cat will absolutely go for it and probably scratch your face off. Right. With a little refinement, it could double as an interactive cat toy. Absolutely. But you really probably shouldn't wear it around your cat. I, I mean, like, this was a literal, like, I put one on and Wanda almost took out my eye. I, uh, I have a, a small child, which isn't a euphemism for my cat. I have an actual human <laughs> small child as well. And um, for Halloween, he was a, a thing called Owlette, which is a thing from something that the children watch these Owlette. days. But anyway, the costume came with a mask, a head covering. Mm-hmm. My cat was so freaked oh, out no. because, you know, she's obsessed with him. She loves him. Uh-huh. And so he puts on this thing and there's a cape and then he covers his head and he's running around the apartment and she comes out and she see she you know, it's like, what is this? Who is this creature? 
uh, and she had no idea. She couldn't recognize him. And then, of course, he felt guilty because oh. he's a good kid and he takes off the mask because he doesn't want to scare Grendel. So, yeah, you do have to be careful what you put on your face, whether it's uh, because the cat will attack it or because it might scare the cat. I think that is a good thing to remember. I know that performing, uh, whether you're doing comedy, whether you're doing music, whatever kind of performance you are doing, sometimes you have a good night, sometimes you have a bad night. Mm-hmm. Here's the scene. You come home, it's late, but you had a great show. You're riding high, you just feel great about yourself, Wanda's there for you when you mm-hmm, get home. Mm-hmm. How does she greet you? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, it would be the exact same thing as if if she greeted me after a terrible night. Oh, really? So there's no difference? That girl needs to be fed as soon as I come home. Right, okay. Okay. As soon as I come home. So if you're upset, if you're feeling down, if you're feeling like, what is all of this for? Mm -hmm. She doesn't care. She will care once she eats that food. (laughs) And you know what? Who am I to, you know, it's her biology. I'm not going to lie. There's a part of it when I come home and I'm just like, you don't care. I'm just a vending machine to you. On On a dark day, that's what I think. But on a good day, I'm just really happy that she's getting the calories she needs. And then she's so grateful and happy and sweet, and she gets right back to cuddling. People who are performers and creative people often will say, I like attention. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yes. Cats also like attention. Mm-hmm. Is that something you and Wanda have in common? Oh, a lot. We, I mean, also in terms of just like um, sometimes at like, and this is like a double-edged sword, my mother always says, our greatest assets are our worst deficits as well. Mm. Um and, you know, I think that uh, Wanda and I both can kind of be aggressive people pleasers. And, like, Wanda is sort of a physical embodiment of that where she will, like, touch noses with you and, like, just demand attention, demand love. And um, I think we share that. I think we share that impulse. She's just maybe externalized it more than I have. Perhaps she learned it from watching you. Oh, God. That's a that's a real chiller to think about. <laughs> Okay, so I, one one last thing that I want to talk about, you know, um, th- we were talking about Grace Jones in the in the cat quiz, mm-hmm. and I loved that quote where she was like, you know, uh, people thought I was kind of different, so I just assumed I was a cat. I love mm-hmm. that that was where her mind went, mm-hmm. right? Um, so as a queer person who does art and comedy and theater, um, you have some experience being an outsider, shall we say? Mm-hmm. And often I think people identify cats as outsiders because they are individualistic. Do you think that that is fair when cats are the ultimate insiders, given that they live literally inside our homes? <laughs> well, not all cats, young lady. I mean, Wanda True. herself was an indoor-outdoor cat. She was an indoor-outdoor cat. Yeah, I probably shouldn't have. She was vicious. She killed a lot of things. <laughs> but you came here from the Midwest. Uh, I know that's a journey that a lot of artists take, right? Mm-hmm. If you come from somewhere else, you come to New York because you have a creative path that you want to follow, you want to be successful at it, you want Mm -hmm. to have more opportunities, Mm -hmm. and maybe you're feeling like it's just not working where you are in some way. But also sometimes being a creative person can make you feel like you're just different in some way. Yeah, There is sometimes a sense of like, hmm, where do I fit in here? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm just a cat. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah, that's, uh, wow, that's a really astute question. First of all, you are um, real good at doing your research. I didn't even know that this much information about me was available to the public. Oh, it is. Some of it isn't. You've really done your homework. Um, <laughs> I've been outside your apartment for weeks. I mean, clearly. <laughs> um, I appreciate that included in the reasoning for coming to New York City is the question of success, because it's something that I think a lot of artsy types don't like to acknowledge. Um, I had a massively supportive and small community of people who like understood, accepted me, loved me, and were excited about any creative pursuits that I was doing in Madison, Wisconsin. That was like 
a total given. For that matter, I also had a life where I was making enough money that I could take long stretches off to travel, to tour, to do projects, and you had, I had lots of like time and space. So in terms of like creative opportunities, when I came to New York, I would meet people when I would say I moved here from Wisconsin where they'd be like, oh, you just must be so grateful to get out of that cultural wasteland. <laughs> and it's like, no, I was challenged and I was meeting weird, wonderful people yes. doing weird, wonderful things. Oh, don't you know, there the are no creative time. people outside of New York. Girl, for a place that prides itself on being cosmopolitan, I find New York it's, very provincial. It's the most provincial place ever. It's crazy. I mean, people literally don't think that yes. things are happening outside no. of New York City, which I find just depressing. It's just like, I'm sorry for you that you don't know how much there is to experience outside of New York City or Los Angeles. And so many people here don't. Um, in terms of just feeling like a cat, yeah. I mean, I think that there is something sort of like fundamentally lonely about the human condition in general. And also, I would say about being queer. And then I think the other side of the coin of that is that there's fucking cat people everywhere. And you have to find the people who love you. They're out there. It's an ongoing process to decide that you're worthy of being loved and finding community. You have to put in work to do it. I love subcultures, right? Yeah. Whether it's the DIY art world, the queer dance party world, the, you know, indie rock world of the 2004-2005, which... I love that one. uh, That was a fun one. (laughs) That was a fun one. Yes, ma'am. You know, or or cat people. Mm -hmm. And it's about the thing that you love, but it's also about the community that is around it. Mm -hmm. And that is, I mean, that's why I'm doing this show, honestly. Mm -hmm. I think everybody knows that. But that's very exciting, and it's very invigorating, and it makes you feel like you can make a world that's better than the one that you live in. And isn't that what we all want? I mean, I think so. Have you have you found that that's translated for yourself from doing this podcast or just Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, I was feeling like shit for a long time and I will be straight up honest, doing this show has made me feel so much better mm. in so many ways because really truly just sitting down with people who like to talk about cats. It's a it's a good reminder that um there is this thing that we have in common. I've talked to people who are very different from me, way more successful than me, uh, come from different backgrounds, have different experiences. But there is this thing that we have in common that we can talk about. I think that's really great. It changes the way you feel when you wake up in the morning. It's like, oh, yeah, I have this purpose. There's this thing. It's so stupid. It is literally a podcast about cats. Uh, (laughs) I think there's a gratitude element to it, too. Because I have to say, just spending this time thinking about my cat, like who I love so much, it's like... I just feel really grateful. I feel grateful to have had her in my life for 13 years, you know. Like, you're encouraging people to take the time to, like, be grateful for something that they love, even if it's as silly as cats. Right, but it's like, how is that any sillier than anything else that you love? And that's the thing that I keep coming back to when I start seeing, like, I I make this joke all the time, like, yeah, I do a cat podcast, but it's like, you know what, there are people out there doing podcasts about dating and love and relationships. You know what, that's silly, too, if you think about it. If you want to get real existentialist about it, it's all silly and we're all going to die. So let's talk about cats. Right. But I feel like part of the problem with that is like the concept of personal branding is that there's such a message that like the way that you sell your personal brand is the reality of who you are or what you're, the sum of your contribution to the world is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, know that, that I have sense. a personal brand. I would like my personal brand to just be, you know, a lady who seems okay most of the time. <laughs> Wouldn't we all, girl? That seems pretty good. Um, okay. You, see, you know what? You seem better than okay to me, Mary. I will take that. Better than okay. Wow, this show has been great for my ego. First I find out I have great cheekbones and don't need to contour or whatever the heck that is, and then I find out that I am better than okay. Wow. Look, girl, I'm not trying to turn this into, like, a name drop-a-thon. However, I happen to be friends with Lil Bub's owner, 
Oh, okay. From before he had Lil Bub. You knew what? This is wild, actually. So I used to play in this band in Wisconsin. Um, called it was a terrible band name. It was a band called Screaming Simpson in the Ponds. Very proud of the work I did with them. Some of my best friends. Terrible band name. But we had sort of struck up this friendship with a band called uh, Memory Map out of Bloomington, Indiana. And this guy named Mike had a recording studio there called Russian Recording. So we had sort of become like these like like DIY band like band sisters sure. sort of. Yeah, where yeah, like, yeah. You know, they would come to Madison. We'd set up with the right. show. We'd go to there. He would set up. So we just became friends with him. And he always was a cat lady. He owned this entire building. And there, like, there was a basement that had like nine cats at a time. So, yeah, I'd known him for years. Right when I had moved to New York, he was visiting New York City. And so we had a drink together. And he's got a really dry sense of humor. He's a really funny guy. And he was like, I was like, so what's up with you? And he's like, well, I got this new cat. Her name's Lil Bub. And I don't know. She's pretty great. I think I might quit my job and just promote Lil Bub. <laughs> I literally just thought he was joking. I was like, well, that's that's absolutely hilarious. But, like, cool. Okay, great. You've got a famous cat. And then, sure enough, like, two weeks later, I was logging into my Yahoo email account and it was like, world's cutest cat, Lil Bub. And then it just it just took off. He laughed all the way to the bank. And I almost killed Lil Bub once by accident. No, what did you do? I was stepping out of a shower. And Lil Bub, she is a darling sweet cat, but she doesn't move very quickly. And she doesn't make a lot of noise. And she's teeny tiny. And I stepped down and almost stepped on her. Oh, my God. And wow. it would have been a terrible day for just everyone if I had put the full force of my weight down. You know what? If you had actually murdered Lil Bub, I don't think I would have been able to have you on this show. I don't think I would have survived that, to be honest. I don't yeah. mean to be dark, but I don't think you come back from I that. I don't think you can. <laughs> All right, Shane, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to come talk about cats with us. If the people would like to find you on the internet, how can you. On Twitter or on Instagram, my handles for both are Shane Island. The second Monday of every month, I'll be at uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater East Village, 10:30 uh, p.m. doing my one-man variety show tonight's special. And of course, uh, Joe's Pub in April, April with 10th. the uh, Jane Johnson Convention. And we will link all of this in the show notes at letstalkaboutcats.com. Thank you all for listening. You can find us, of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and everywhere else that podcasts go and live and are found. And while you are there, please take a second to rate and review us. It only helps. You can also uh, sign up for our newsletter at letstalkaboutcats.com. The newsletter is called Let's Talk More About Cats. That's it. I'm Mary. Our producer is the genre-defying Lizzie Jacobs. Our theme song is by Poingley with additional music by The English Muffins. And our show logo was created by Julia Emiliani. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week about cats. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.